Hey guys, welcome back to another Bite of D&D. This is Micah, and sitting across the state from me is my co-host, Zach. How's it going, guys? In this week's episode, we're going to continue the Tome of Foes train we're going on. Uh, we'll probably have at least a couple more after this, and then we'll kind of probably spread back out into a few other things that we've been wanting to, to talk about. But this week, we are going to be talking about trolls and all of their horrifying iterations that comes with Tome of Foes. So, I love it. Zach, what can you tell me about what they have done with these guys? Yeah, so uh, trolls start on page 243, and they kick out over to 245. In there, you've got four new types of trolls, variants from the Monster Manual standard version of a troll. Um, these have increased CR to make them more viable in higher levels of play. Yeah, uh, I think the prime example of that, since trolls are a pretty well-known monster, we'll kind of gloss over them a little bit here for everyone. But the main thing about trolls previously was that they took fire acid damage, they couldn't regenerate, and the regeneration was kind of their, their big thing. Even if you get them to zero, they could come back and, and hurt you. So kind of one of the prime examples for bringing these guys into high-level plays is right at the front with the dire troll. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. This guy, from consuming other trolls from its cannibalistic tendencies, its regeneration factor is so powerful that even if damaged by fire or acid, it still gets half of that benefit instead of none. And yeah. so if your team isn't, if, if your group doesn't really have any good method of using those abilities, maybe they're just trying to shove a torch in its face once around to get a, a D4 fire damage off to satisfy the demands this thing also will not die unless it takes 10 or more acid or fire damage while at zero so yeah, it's, it's it's got a much stronger regeneration uh it makes experienced players kind of take a step back and go oh this thing is more potent and then they'll quickly find out how potent because it unleashes five attacks oh my on gosh its turn. Yeah. it is nasty <laughs> This is a great, I think I like, this is definitely one of my favorite of the new trolls in that I feel like it still works well within a troll, if you will, a troll society, even though that's probably pretty rare. But I like that it doesn't, it doesn't take a special set of circumstances to get this thing, or at least it doesn't feel that way. It just happens to be a troll that is a little bit more experienced and has a good idea compared to all the others. And so this is a troll that you could find in trolly places around other trolls and it could be this great surprise for your tier two early tier three parties who are wandering around and they're like oh we just fought two super easy cr5 trolls and then this guy steps out of the hut and you're like well and the other thing that it, for those of you that don't have the book open not only is this thing a a larger troll but it is just an amalgamation of parts because it feasts on other trolls it uses other troll flesh to kind of patch up wounds and things this thing is has like arms growing out of arms it's got multiple heads faces stuck within its body almost trying to escape the those scraps of troll 
troll flesh have regenerated while fusing with this thing's body and just made it a monstrosity. So if you hear that there's a troll problem out in this area, you get there and you see several troll corpses or bones, remains of some sort, and then this thing comes stumbling out of the woods towards you, it, it's going to be horrifying sight for your group. Yeah, I just love it. It's huge-sized. The Whirlwind of Claws, which we don't really have to get into, but it has a cool special ability. It's just a really nice bump up from your regular troll is what it feels like. If you are if you're you feel like your party isn't going to be terrified of a regular troll anymore, this is a perfect inclusion. Now, there's there's one troll. I'm going to skip the rock troll for a moment here. I I don't know if I care for the spirit troll a whole lot. The, it's so, so bizarre. Each of these trolls kind of comes about because when it when it is at the brink of death and as it's regenerating, it's hit or around maybe a particularly powerful form of energy. Spirit trolls, when they are blasted with psychic energy, it can crumple their form but knock their their psyche out of their body which then retains all of the regeneration properties that trolls normally have, even though it no longer has a body. And instead of needing to take fire or acid damage to not regenerate, you have to deal psychic or force damage. So it's a good way to mix up the troll, but it just feels so goofy compared to the other troll options that they have in here. Yeah. In practice, I like a couple things about it. I do like that it's incorporeal and that makes it a lot different and i also like that it's regeneration and locking out its regeneration is based on different types of damage so it's like psychic and force which i think part of the fun for new players who fight trolls is figuring out how to stop their regeneration now more advanced players you know you're like oh kill it with fire you know that sort of reaction and what the spirit troll does is allow those more experienced players to try to have to figure out something, a different way to do this. Yeah. It flips the script a little bit because the spirit trolls actually have resistance to acid, cold fire, lightning, thunder. So the two main things that used to be a weakness for them is now something that they're well protected against. Yeah. Um, It's, it's clever, but it's not the, I don't think that the flavor is there as much as with the others. Uh, these guys could also be maybe a fitting punishment for your characters who went overboard and on min maxing and maybe haven't gotten to their ribbon ability where their attacks count as magical, uh, because these guys are completely immune to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks. Uh, yeah. If you have a magical source, full damage, there's no resistance or anything to that, but I don't know. It, they're interesting. I'm not a huge fan. I think they're a little bit goofy, but... I'm sure someone will get some good use out of them, and maybe my opinion of them will swing around here at some point. I think they'd be good for like a. Um, I could see them a in white... a madhouse dungeon, yeah, or like exactly. a wizard exactly. tower sort of thing on someone who's been doing experiments. Yeah, um, something something that's a little bit madcap. I think that these would be completely reasonable and something like that. Uh, I think they're going to feel a little bit out of place in a lot of campaign worlds, though. You want to talk about ahead. the other two? Yeah, so the Rot Troll would be the kind of the next on that list there, the one we kind of skipped over. And it takes the regeneration and flips it around to be a little bit more aggressive 
of a troll in its fighting style. So this is a troll that when it died, it was around a lot of necromantic energy, and it loses its ability to regenerate, but it now has an aura of rancid degeneration that peels the flesh from your player's bones. Yeah, this is this is the troll to throw at your barbarian-centric party because it's all necrotic damage and it's dealing damage when it takes damage and it's all necrotic, so it bypasses a lot of player resistances that they may have built up. And also, again, with an experienced group, they're going to say, kill it with fire, that's the way to do it. And this guy, it doesn't really matter if you deal fire damage to it or not. It's the same thing. So they may be wasting spells or just brain power trying to figure out how to do fire acid to this guy when it doesn't really matter. Yeah, they may be worried that they're not shutting down the regeneration and it's not something they have to worry about, but being around it can definitely hurt over time. Because of that regeneration, against a level 9 party where they are CR 9, these guys could probably be put down relatively easy. There's nothing to keep them around longer. And 138 hit points at 16 AC isn't a lot at that level. But uh, it's enough that you could definitely get some surprises on them with what it can do. I like the idea of these guys being in a group of zombies. If I'm thinking about flavor or how I'd put these guys in a campaign or in an adventure. I like the idea because, in my mind, zombies are attracted to living flesh, right? And these guys just ooze necrotic. And so I think they could they could find a good home inside a wandering horde of zombies. They could be eating the zombies uh, like a consistent source of food for them. Well, and on that, that point that zombies like to be around, you know, living flesh, this thing is still living flesh. It's not technically undead. The regeneration right. is just enough to stop the necrotic energy from tearing its flesh apart and it's in a constant battle between degeneration and regeneration so it, it's definitely something i could see zombies flocking towards or being maybe a prized possession in a necromancer's entourage though this does raise a question for me so if necrotic if this necrotic energy fights against the regeneration powers then why aren't they why isn't necrotic damage one of the things that stops the regeneration powers for a player. You know, that's a good point, because uh, if you overwhelm it with necrotic energy, maybe it's enough to push it back. I, I mean, I guess they... They're already doing acid and fire. Yeah, if you wanted to change these guys up a little bit and maybe give them some more longevity, instead of having no regeneration, give them half their regeneration, and necrotic damage shuts it down completely. I could see yeah. that being kind of an interesting way to tweak them. Right. But even for the other trolls, they should have, they should, necrotic damage should do the trick for them too, but it doesn't. But that could be a thing that you could substitute acid damage for necrotic damage for a, for a vulnerability for a troll, and it'd, it'd be interesting. Well, we could actually go into that a little bit because fire and acid kind of plays into what trolls may consider to be their god though they're not oh yeah let's talk about that or anything so trolls fear an entity that they know as vaprak the destroyer 
and it's a lesser deity, kind of a mystery, not a whole lot known about it, other than it's a horrid, misshapen, greenish creature that you could say looks like a troll. And the trolls believe uh, something fairly interesting about that, Zach. Yes, I appreciate this so much because it's like something that a troll would think up, but it's like a troll with a fine uh, taste for cuisine because evidently their deity will only eat a troll if it's cooked. (laughs) That's why fire damage matters. Yeah, That's the only way they can die. Or digested. So the, the, the fire damage being cooking spit that it's been put over or acid damage being the stomach acid that dissolved the food for it before. Otherwise, the deity uh, Vaprak spits it back out, and that's it regenerating. And I I think that that's a lovely image, and it's just weird enough to feel feasible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Venom Troll? Yeah, so... These guys are interesting. You, they took the acid blood from the xenomorphs and kind of packed in these guys. So a troll that was maybe attacked or overwhelmed with a lot of poison damage, when it regenerates, it incorporates that poison, that venom, back into its body. It has probably one of the weirder special abilities I've seen. In it's that, so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it. it's... it's not a smart creature, which maybe that this is exactly why it uses this as its special ability. It takes 2d6 damage against itself that can't be negated or resisted in any way as it rips open a section of its flesh to splash a 15-foot cube with poison. But for the damage it has to deal to itself to hit a really relatively small area it only does 4d8 and recharges on a six well and my question is like yeah this is i really like the idea the concept of a venom troll and i've seen people using it what in the facebook group and all that i've seen it referenced several times already so i know people are putting this in their campaigns which is excellent but its special ability is bizarre not just from a mechanic standpoint and the trade-off but it's also bizarre from how does it actually work because it slices itself, but the the spray is in a cube, not in a cone. So what I see happening on it, because it doesn't give a range or anything on it, the wording on this is pretty weird. I imagine it being a 15-foot cube centered on the Venom Troll, and it's like a, a geyser or a fountain as it kind of like throws its chest to the sky and cuts itself open and it sprays up into the air. Oh, a geyser makes sense, I guess, yeah. So I I, saw it. I don't know. It's a goofy one. It's a weird one. I I was like, okay, so he's just like cutting himself completely around like his back into his stomach, around his side to get the full 360 spray. Like how is that? Like it would make so much more sense if he like – slid open his belly and the spray was a cone in front of him like that to me it almost feels like they started with a cone and then they said exactly what you were saying about like the trade-off seems not great 2d6 for 48 let's just do a whole and i just realized something the venom spray isn't necessarily as bad as i gave it credit for because it does whenever it takes damage from any type every creature within five feet of it takes an additional two points of poison damage. 
So if it uses this poison spray while several creatures are around it, it's going to do the 4d8 plus 2d8 just for them being there, and they don't get the con save on those 2d8. Uh-huh. So that adds uh-huh. a little bit more to it. it. It's just an odd one. It's dealing 10% of its health to itself to do a fairly unimpressive attack for a CR7 creature. <laughs> the um, other part of it, though, might be that they they have to save against the poison condition as well. That's true. That's true. Anyway, these guys are pretty interesting. If you look at them, they're super gnarly. They're uh, very fat trolls. They've got engorged limbs that are filled with this pus Pus. and poison, the venom. They almost look like a hag in some respects. And a hag would be a fun compliment to these guys. That's actually a really good draw. Yeah, I... I could see I, this something uh, a hag would have in her swamp, maybe as like a b- bodyguard or something doing patrols out in her woods. Yeah, I, I think that there's a reason. I think of these, this one feels like the one that can easily be put into a lot of different situations. Feel really nice. I think you're going to see a lot of DMs grabbing this guy from this book. It's CR7, so it's not that much higher than your regular old troll. So, yeah, I think it's a really good addition, and, and the flavor is perfect. I mean, it feels right. It feels like as soon as I saw it in the book, I was like, oh, yeah, this could have been in the monster manual, and I would have accepted it as being that important. Well, and the nice thing is poison's not an uncommon resistance by any means. It's one of the more common, but it does mix up the damage types at a relatively low level, allows you to start mixing in some of that against your players, get them used to these different effects and things that could impact them in a an interesting and slightly terrifying way if they haven't come up with it against even a normal troll before. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to go over as far as these guys are concerned? No, that pretty much wraps it up. Again, we didn't hit a whole lot on the base troll just because it's such an iconic creature in D&D already. We thought most of you were pretty well versed on them. But these are definitely some interesting dudes you can start throwing at your party now with home of foes except we might do that we might do the other troll eventually down the road if we get an inspiration or a hankering for it but i think that these were enough for today so let us know what you guys think let us know if you have a favorite if you're a fan of old sparkly blue there or anything else later guys see ya Thank you.